Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Well, are you ready? How many are doing the homework? Put your hands up. Let's see. How many are doing? How many started? Quite a few. Okay, we're creating our stories. Remember, the Bible says that God saw you before you were born. Every day of your life was recorded in his book. I mean, he recorded every day. Just think about that. What is he writing about you? Right? Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. So God is writing your story. Are you on his, are you, are you with him? Are you writing it with him? And that's what we want to know. Now, we have to journal. It's so important to journal. It's so important to write things down. Because, you know, planning is everything. You know, God uses the written word. You know, God spoke his word, but he wrote his word right? And so you need to be writing out your story. Now, we gave you homework that you had to list, you know, as many things as possible about the good qualities that you have. Then you had to divide those into four categories from, uh, you know, your character to, um, you know, your roles in life, you know, are your husband, a wife, a daughter, mother, whatever. Then you had to um, write out uh, a the divided list of what, the things that you like to do, that you're not bad at doing, you enjoy them, and then the things that you really excel at. You also needed to write a list of, uh, you know, pivotal moments or those aha moments in your life where things happened to you, good and bad, that were, were life-changing, that really in, influenced your life and, you know, changed how you thought and did things. And so you needed to make that list as well. So these, that's all your homework, okay? And uh, so we're going to be going on from there. We also... Uh, asked you three questions. How many remember what the three questions were? Right here. Look at this here. What makes you upset or sad? What do you cry okay. about? Okay. What, what makes you happy? You know, what, what do you love more than seeing more than anything? And what was the third one? What do you dream about? Right. So you got to answer those questions. And then one other category, which I hadn't given you yet, is, you know, what type of, uh, like, we're all drawn to different people in our lives and some people they love children some people love babies some people love senior citizens some people love people of a certain race some people love you know working with women and with men um, teenagers you know all different things maybe married couples singles so if, if any of those categories if there's a category of people that you're most drawn to that's another good thing to write in your book and because it could be an area that God may be calling you to as well. And maybe you're not even a people person. You know, some people don't even like working. They, they care about people and they like people, but they prefer to work alone. And so that's another thing because sometimes people do have to work not totally alone because you're never going to be isolated from everybody, but you're, you're not going to be, you know, with a lot of people all the time. And uh, so what we want to do is continue on from there. So how do we do it from here? You know, and you're, like we said already, you're not going to know your whole story overnight. It's going to come gradually, and some people might know right away. Some people might not know for years, but you're going to be on the journey. And as you continue developing the things we've been talking about, you're going to end up finding 
yourself. Now, what I want to go through, go through this morning, and we're going to tell you, what do you do with all that? What do you do with your plan? How do you plan? And the first thing you need to do above everything else is examine your heart. Because you can only, your, your uh, success and where you go in life is totally determined. How far you go, how well you go, how well you do is determined by the condition of your heart. The attitude of your heart, the the character that you have developed. Some people want to know, like, what's character? You know, character is really the, makes up who you are as a person. Whether you're trustworthy, whether you're faithful, it's all the the characteristics or qualities that that make you who you are. If you're a person that's undependable and you know you you commit to things but you never follow through, how many know you're not going to go very far in life? And there's many gifted people. People can be extremely gifted, but if you don't have the character to go with the gift, you're gonna, you might make a big spark, but then you're going to fizzle out. And so your character will determine. We've seen so many people that have done great things, but then all of a sudden stuff starts coming out about them. Yeah. Right? It's, in fact, it's all over the media right now about all these sexual scandals and all kinds of stuff. And then once it comes out, what happens? What they once thought of you changes. Right? And all of a sudden, you know, you're no longer that person that was so loved and respected. And, um, and so, you know, we see even in the church, you know, men and women of God, they, they can do well and be, you know, do well in ministry and go far. But if they mess up in, a, in an area because of lacking character in a, in a major area, they'll never be the same. It'll never be what it could have been. And so that your character is extremely important. God says this in 1 Chronicles 29, 17. He says, I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. See, God looks in our hearts and he rejoices when he sees integrity inside of us. It, it makes him happy. You know that... You know, all I have done, all this with good motives. See, your motives are extremely important in creating your story. Because you have to have a clean and pure heart to have right motives. And if your heart isn't right, your motives aren't going to be right. And if your motives are wrong, you're going to go down the wrong path. That's right. And you're not going to go where you were supposed to go. And it says, um, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. So we have, we can all so easily have wrong motives. And that's why we need to examine our hearts all the time. So I want to talk about motives just for a minute. John, 1 John 2, 15 to 17 says this, and this should be a guideline for your story. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love this world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, pride in our achievement and achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So if your motive for your, for your life story is for what you can get, the things of this world that you can accumulate or get, and for people to, you know, look at you and adore you and think you're wonderful and, and you know, or for, your, for pride or all of those things. And, you know, we all deal with those things. But if that's your motive you will probably end up going down the wrong path. And so we have to make sure our hearts. So what are some of the things we need to look at in our hearts in order to make sure our story is the right story? Number one, don't compete and compare. That's right. When we get caught up in competition and comparison, you know, we're going to get off track. Don't look for fame and fortune. You don't look for fame and fortune. That shouldn't be your motive. 
you know, because when you get there, you won't be able to keep it because your, your heart won't be right. Um, make sure, you know, your gifts will line up with your calling, and that's really, really important. We need to know that our gifts line up with our calling, and they will line up with God's word, right? God's not going to call you to do something that doesn't line up with his word, right? In other words, now God, obviously I shared this, there's the, the we all are called to build the kingdom of God, but we're also all called to fill a, a place in society in order for society to function. And so there's nothing wrong with that. We're, you know, some, over the years, I'm, I know when I was earlier on in my walk with God, you know, it was almost like if you weren't called to be in ministry, then you weren't really right with God almost. And that's not true. You know, God, we need doctors, we need waitresses, we need salespeople, we need people to build cars, we need people to, you know, clean houses, we need all kinds of stuff in order mm -hmm. to function. And so those things are all in alignment, they're good things. But how many know there's other jobs out there that people do that are not in line with the Word of God? And they're wrong. So, you know, make sure that what you're doing is something that's uh, in line with God's word. Also, you know, you, you, God works through authority. Your authority needs to be supportive of what you're doing. And, you know, if you have good authority, obviously. Um, but God's, God wants you to be blessed. He desires that. Make sure you don't have jealousy in your heart. Now, here's a big one. The next one I'm going to talk about that will keep you, and this is probably number one above everything, is fear. Fear will keep you. Paralyzes. It stops you from stepping out. So many people are so comfortable in their own little world, and they don't want to ever step out of that comfort zone. And they have dreams, and they have desires to do things, but they're afraid they're going to fail. Guess what? You may fail. It doesn't matter. Just get back up and keep going. Every person that ever accomplished anything great in life failed along the way. Don't be afraid. You know, I know people that, that, you know, they're called to do things and they won't do them because they're afraid to fly, you know, or they're, they're afraid right. of, you know, what people think of them. There's so many fears. We've got to conquer fear. We're people of faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. On, we are girl. called to live by faith. Don't allow fear to paralyze you. Apathy and laziness. All the hindrances. You know? Loving pleasure, more than loving God. All of those things are, are things that will keep us and hinder us. And if those things are in our hearts, we're never going to amount to much in our story. See, my friend Sammy Rodriguez, many of you may not know him, he uh, uh, has put together and mobilized the greatest Spanish network of pastors and leaders across all America today. Even some in Canada have came in. He's just an incredible leader. But he was called to do that. That was the story of his life was he felt a burden to bring these ministers together. Now they become the strength, strongest voice in the entire country amongst the Spanish-speaking people. And so there's a call. There was a draw that he had went there in my friend Sammy. And, and being around him, he's just a motivator and he's so encouraged. But he's in the will of God. That is his story. That is what he is called to do was to bring them all together. Now they become a, a, a great force, if you want to call it, in the whole political, in the whole religious uh, sphere of influence that he has went into. Now go, if you will, to the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter 12. And I want to put it up here on the Amplified in verse uh, 13. Ecclesiastics 12, 13. Now this is Solomon that is writing this, and he's bringing now the whole book 
of Ecclesiastics. He's tying it all in together. He's bringing his final remarks about this here. And he summarizes this, and the Amplified brings it out so clear in Ecclesiastics chapter 12. Now, I want everybody to read this with me. Come on, everybody say it together. All has been heard. The end of the matter is what? Come on. Fear God, rever and worship Him, knowing that He is, and keep His commandments, for this is the whole of man. Now, before I go to the rest, the whole of man. This is the duty of man. This is the purpose of man. And people listen carefully. They say, well, that's Old Testament. I could take you to the New Testament in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, and it said the characteristics God's looking for when he comes back is the fear of God inside. And the greatest need in our culture today, in the church culture today, is the fear of God. If it's the fear of God, listen very carefully, you're not going to be sleeping around. If it's the fear of God, you're not going to be doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing. And so one of the greatest lacks today, and then people go, and they got the audacity to say, well, that brings me into condemnation. No, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Condemnation is a guilt feeling with no way out, but conviction is, is, is the guilt feelings that God gave you to get you out with the hope and with the promise from his word. Are you all there? Now, what's important here is if we're going to reverence God, then we're going to keep his commands. The core, Jesus said this, if you love me, come on, you'll do what I say. That is not law. That is not legalistic. That's what the Bible says. And we can go all the way through. You can go to 1 John chapter uh, 5 and see the same thing brought in, the, in there. So back, if you will. So this is what it says over. This is the whole duty. This is the whole purpose of man. So all has been heard. The end of the matter is to fear God, reverence and worship him, knowing that he is, and keep his commandments. For this is, come on, the whole of man, the full, read the rest of this, the full original purpose of his creation. How many know we're part of the new creation? So this is the purpose of his creation is to what? Fear God and do what he says. How many know the problems in our life come when we don't fear God and we don't do what he says? And then are we say we do fear God, but we don't do what he says, and then we get complicated. So he says the full and original purpose of his creation the object of God's providence. Now look at this here. The root of what? The root of character. What's the root? That's where all the fruit's gonna come from because the root is what's happening. That's where the feeding comes in. So the root of our character is fearing God. Good preaching, pastor. So ask yourself these questions. You heard about, ask yourself, what do you laugh about? What's the thing that makes you happy? What's the thing that you dream about? Ask yourself about it. What's the thing that pleases God? The thing that pleases God above all is your faith. I'll say it again. The thing that pleases God is your faith. And faith always has a voice. Faith always has action. Faith always is connected with hope. Faith always is connected with patience. And faith, according to the scripture, listen, is the thing that brings you into agreement with what God is saying and what God is doing in the earth today. And everybody said amen. amen. So he said it's the foundation of all happiness. It's the adjustment of, to all harmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun. 
And it's the whole duty. Everybody say, the whole duty. The whole duty for every man, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it is good or whether it's evil. Then you can go over to 1 Corinthians 3. We're not going to go there right now. But I started early in the offering when we shared about that some uh, Apollos sowed, come on, and others watered, but God gave the increase. You could take that whole aspect out there because one day, every one of us, one by one, will stand before Christ. And when we stand before Christ, the Bible says, not Rick, the Bible says we're going to give account to God for what we've done. People don't like to hear that, but the reality, what have we done? We're also going to give account to God for what we've not done. God said, freely you've received my forgiveness. Come on. Freely give. Well, they don't, they don't earn it. I didn't ask you what they earn. And, and we're going to give account to God for the good and the bad that we've done in the body. And there's no way around it. It's there. And God says, the works, thing, this goes right into what she's sharing about the motivation. What's right? If we're doing it for ourselves, if it's about Rick, if it's about Kathy, it's about what we can get out of it, we're missing the whole purpose. But if it's about him, and that's where the focus is, it's about his cross, his kingdom, how many know the glory doesn't go to us, the glory goes to him? And, and listen, if it's, if it's about him, that's going to be the driving passion, the driving force inside of our lives. And when that goes, listen very carefully, it's not going to be wood, it's not going to be hay, and it's not going to be stubble, because when the fire of God tests it, it's going to be dissolved, it's going to burn up. But it's going to be gold, silver, and precious stones, because when the fire hits it, that examines the motives, examines what it's all about, they're going to remain. And then he says, and then it's going to be the rewards. Wow. It's after the fire checks the motivation of our heart. That's why this is so important for all of us to grab a hold of. You know, our story is built upon our character. Come so, on. And God, will, God has a plan for your life to build your character. And so Psalm 105.19 says, Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. How many Joseph yeah. went through a lot of stuff? He did. And, and, but all of those things tested his character so that he could become next to the Pharaoh. And to build character always involves tests and trials. And, you, must, you know, in fact, the people that are, the people that have everything handed to them, Everything given to them, they're basically just, you know, whatever they want, they just get, and they never have to go through anything difficult. Those people cannot handle it when, when they go through a lot of pressure or trials. And, uh, but the more trials and tests you go through, they'll either make or break you, depending on the attitude of your heart when you're going through them. But we need to look at tests and trials as an opportunity to grow and become great in what God has called us to do, because they will either, they're designed to do that for us. See, as we grow, we will become, our character will, will draw closer to God. We'll want to be more like him. Well, it'll cause us to love more, give more, you know, trust more, believe more, and That's pray right. more, and all of those things. And, and Romans <laughs> 5, 3 to 5 says this. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. See, we need to rejoice. See, if you're writing your story, and you know trials are going to help you get there, how many know you need to rejoice when the trials come? For we know that they help us develop endurance. How many know you need endurance to, to write your story? Come on. You need endurance to make it happen. And endurance develops strength of character. And character determines our competent hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. 
For we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So we need to choose and desire godly character to be developed in us. So as you're writing your story, you need to write down the things in your character that need to be worked on. And you need to start praying and asking for God's help that you can become uh, victorious over any weaknesses or problems that you may be struggling with. You know, you need to be faithful. If you make a commitment to be somewhere, you need to be there. Right? You need to be loyal. You need to be trustworthy. You need to be someone that can be depended on. And you need Good. to be a person that has love for others and mercy and be hardworking and submissive. You know, you need to be unselfish and humble and kind. Those are all good godly characteristics so look at the characteristics that you already have and you have some but look at the ones you need to grow in right don't just you know oh well I can never change I can't do that yes you can that's a lie from the devil that you can't change you can change you can change build your story and you plan it on having good character and godly character now the next thing is you got to write out your plan so you got you need a plan now, what does that mean? It means you've got to write out where you want to go. What do you want to achieve? And that could be multiple things. You might want to achieve, you know, a strong prayer life. You might want to get in better health. And you might want to become a better reader. You might want to educate yourself in certain areas. So you need to, you know, you, might, you, you want to do a certain thing. Maybe you want to, uh, you know, have a certain dream to do a certain job. Whatever it is, you need to write that out. And now you've got to develop a plan of how you're going to get there. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you don't have a plan, they say that if you write a list of what you got to do the night before, you'll sleep better. And every day your list needs to have uh, things that will help you get to where you want to go. So here's things that, questions you need to ask yourself. How many ready for a bunch of questions when you're writing your plan? First of all, where do I want to go? What do I need to do to get there? Now, you can look at it like going on a trip. If I decide, you know, I want to go on a vacation, these are questions I'm going to ask myself. Where do I want to go? You know, how am I going to get there? Right? They're just simple questions, but they apply to everything. What are my resources? What time do I have to commit to this? Who do I need to connect with? We all need to connect with people that can help us get there. What are my limitations or hindrances? You know, you need to plan for the things that could try and stop you. Uh, what do I have to sacrifice? This is a big one. Bad company corrupts good character. Mm -hmm. There may be things you're doing that are robbing you of your time, or robbing of your, of your money. Maybe they're robbing you of your faith. There's things, that, you know, there's things that you may think, and there are things you love to do, but you know what? You know, if I keep doing this, I'm not going to get where I want to go. And you need to make the sacrifice. What do I do daily to get me there? What are my steps? What's my timeline? You know, these are all questions you need to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it just starts with simple things. I want to put up a video right now because uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know if you've heard the Ben Carson story on gifted hands. But in, the, in this video clip, Ben Carson was failing in school. He wasn't doing well at all. He, his, he was uh, a, a son. He had a brother. And... Uh, his mother was a single mother who was struggling to get by. He grew up in the Detroit area. And how many know who Ben Carson is? Okay, a lot of Incredible you, some of you don't know who he is. Um, but anyway, his mother got a revelation of something. And she implemented that revelation into her children's lives. 
And her son went from being a failure at school to being the world's top brain surgeon because of one change, a sacrifice That's of right. something she cut out, and one thing inside. she implemented in their lives that totally changed their world. So let's watch this clip of Gifted Hands. That's excellent, Kathy. Mark? 30. Good for you, Mark. You got them all right. Benjamin. Benjamin, how many did you get right? Nine. Nine? Why, Benjamin, that's wonderful. I'm so proud of you. Not nine, Miss Williamson. He got none. <laughs> Have you seen his latest report card? Did you read all these books? Most of them. Why? Just curious. Take Rusty and Wren off the post. They can stay with Corporal Dolan's family at Salt River until Barker's gone. Yes, sir. Come to think of it, you better stay there yourself. Yes, sir. Hey, what'd you what's do? What's going on? I was watching that. You boys watch too much television. Not more than anybody much. else. Don't worry about everybody else. This whole world is full to everybody else. From now on, you're gonna pick three. No, two pre-selected programs per week. A week? You're crazy. I mean, this is crazy. And that's after you finish your homework. What are we gonna do with all our free time? I'm glad you asked. You're gonna go to the library and pick out two books. And at the end of the week, you're gonna hand me a written report about what you read. Two books? I don't believe what you're saying. We cannot possibly survive it on television. Well, you're gonna start now. Why you waste all that time watching the TV? If you use that time to develop your God-given gifts, wouldn't be long before folks was watching you on TV. The great roar made the young man wonder if he had chosen wisely. Maybe it was a trick. Was there really a tiger or just a recording of a tiger's roar? Maybe there was a tiger behind the other door and he died like all the other princes before him. That's good, Benny. That's real good. Benjamin, if you spell it correctly, you win. Lacquer. L-A-C. Q-U-E-R, lacquer. That is correct. Yes! <laughs> the certificate for the student with the highest academic achievement in the eighth grade goes to Benjamin Carson. <laughs>
so powerful. When you, when you look at that, where he was and where he got to, there's two words that stick out to me. Everybody say exercising. And say develop. Say develop and exercise. Put on 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 3. All right? And I want to show you something over here. When it speaks about developing, how many know it means to bring out the capabilities of? It speaks about bringing out the possibilities to bring to a more advanced or effective state. How many want to be more effective today? How many be more effective as a husband? More effective as a single? More effective as a male? Come on. More effective as a female? More effective as a wife? More effective as a father? More effective as a Christian? So the possibilities and the capabilities are already deposited inside, as you're going to see. And then the second thing is exercising. How many know I don't like to exercise, but how many know exercising is it's good for us? Come on. I don't like it because it puts tension. It puts the muscles working. But how many know we all need to walk? We all need to move. We all need to not be couch potatoes. But we need to exercise, and exercising means bodily or mental exertion, especially for the sake of training our improvement. Now, if anybody here wants to see your capability step out and you want to see improvement in your life, stand up, please. Just stand up. All right? Because listen carefully. Read this together, and you're going to see how it's going to transpire in your life so that you can create your story. Because without developing and without exercising, which takes pain, which takes at times suffering, which takes at times challenging on those muscles, it's not going to happen. Are you all there? Second Peter chapter 1. Let's read it together. Verse number 3. For his, come on, has bestowed upon us, come on, all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through what? The full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and to excellent virtue. Verse number four, keep coming right down. By means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in this world because what? Of covetousness, lust, and greed, and become sharers, partakers of the divine. How many want to partake of his divine nature? Here's how you do it. Here's how you... Now listen, you can't partake of it if you don't have it. Amen. You already got it on the inside. Whoa! For this... Come on. For this very reason, adding your diligence to the divine promises... Employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue, excellent resolution, Christian energy, and in exercising virtue, develop knowledge. Oh, look at this here. Come on. Next verse, six. Intelligence. Seven and whatever. And in exercising knowledge, develop self You got an area of self-control that's out of control? Exercise it. Come on. And in exercising self-control, develop steadfastness, patience, endurance, as she just said. And in exercising steadfastness, develop godliness, piety. Oh, look at this here in just a moment. And in exercising godliness, 
develop brotherly affection, and in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. Okay, for as these quality are yours, and what? Increasingly abound in you, they will keep you from being idle or unfruitful unto the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Wow. It's all available to everyone. You can be seen. It's all available to everyone, but it has to be the law of intentionality, which states to grow every day as a process of intentional personal growth. Come on. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I believe that we can come to a place of comfortableness even in the church world. Even our journey with God that we start pulling away from our daily devotions. We start pulling away from our first love. We start pulling away from the things that are of great value and of, of great investment of our time, of our talents and our gifting, and pulling away. And what happens? We usually come into someone else's story. But God has a story for every one of us here because when you put these here two words together, develop and exercise, and I'm telling you, it's on a daily basis. On Monday, I was knocked out on Monday. I never saw anything like that hit me like it did on Monday. I was knocked out. I slept 15 hours. Okay, and if you know me, I don't need a lot of sleep. But anyway, knocked me right out. And when I was awake, every time I got awake, I kept saying what God's word had to say. I kept saying that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And I'd say, I'm going to work tomorrow. That's my corresponding action. And guess what? Tuesday morning, I was here. Wednesday morning, I was here. Thursday morning, I was here. Friday morning, I was here. Yesterday, we worked. Sunday, here we are. Can you all say amen? amen? But I'm going to tell you something. I had to exercise something. I had developed something that had already been put inside. And then when the push came to shove, the pressure's on. Then you know that it's been exercised and it's been developed because you're partaking now of his divine nature. So that's why it's to let the weak say, I am strong. So we're speaking the things that be not as though they already are. Glory to God. Okay. Woo! Today, everybody look at somebody and say, today, today. matters. What you do today matters. Daily routine. You know, we have a habit of either living in the past or living in the future. We're either stuck in the past or we're, you know, just living, not that we shouldn't plan for the future, but today is what you have. And you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to start a new page, to change the direction of your story. You cannot go back and make a new start, but you can start That's right. a new ending. Right? You can do that now. And, you know, one of the biggest issues that we deal with or problems we deal with is procrastination is your enemy. Excuses Come on, girl. is your enemy. Excuses is a language of losers. You There's always going to be a reason not to do what Come you on. should do. So you need to have a day-to-day -day plan. And make sure where you want to go, you've planned it on Very your good. days. That doesn't mean you have to do it the same thing every single day. But there's certain things you need to do every day. I shower every day. And I brush my teeth every day a few times a day. Right? There are certain things you do every day. So there's some things you're going to have to do every day. Some things you might have to do three or four times a week. Some things maybe once a week. But you need to get the plan down. 
and you need to do it and stop making up excuses because if you do it you're going to get there and this is so important you know you got to do it now in fact I, I think i shared this already but john maxwell when he was being mentored he was told he had to go to bed and say do it now do it now 50 times and then he had to get up and say it another 50 times and he had to do that over and over and over again until it became a part of his life yeah. And he began to do what he needed to do right away. Exercise. And stop putting it off for another day. Today matters. You need to pray today. You need to read the word today. today. You need to eat. You need to forgive. Right. Today. Today. Need right? to rejoice. You know, there's things that we need to do today. And you need to have your list. And if you miss it once in a while, okay, just go do it the next day. But, but don't put off. And I read an amazing book years ago, and it was called Eat the Frog. How oh, many yeah. of you have ever read that book, yeah. Eat the Frog? I've ate that It doesn't book. mean you really eat a frog. <laughs> you need to have a list every day of what you're going to do. That's, that is the, I, can't, I can't tell you how important that is, having a daily list. Either for, it's better to do it before you go to bed, then you sleep better. But have a list of what you need to accomplish the next day. And what's the number one thing about And the it? best thing about that, I love it when I can cross something off, you know. And at the end of the day, you've crossed everything off. But the eat the frog principle is look at the things on that list and the things that you really don't want to do. But you know you're supposed to do them. Do them first. Hit it first. Do those things first. And there's a principle in that because when you accomplish the things you don't want to do first, it gives you much more energy and desire to good. do more. But if you do them last, they're weighing on you and they're keeping you from doing your best in the other things. So if you're supposed to, you know, make a phone call and talk to somebody that you've been dreading, just do it. So if you're supposed to exercise is on your list, just do it, <laughs> right? We Whatever it is, thought. you know, maybe you struggle with praying. You know what? Just do it. Whatever, maybe, you, maybe you're not a reader, but you, you, but you know you need to read. Get a book and start. You know, you need to do the things that you know you're supposed to do. Today matters, and it's what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And these are all things you can put in your life journey. But what you do on a day-to-day -day basis is going to get you to where you want to go. It's going to help you fulfill your dream and your purpose and your calling. Now, remember, a dream and a calling doesn't have to be a rich and famous, everybody knows who you are thing. In fact, I want to just read a name here. I know some people might know this. But... Um, there's an individual that you probably never heard of named Mordecai Ham. Who's heard of Mordecai Ham? Okay, a few of you have. Most of you have never heard of Mordecai Ham. But you know Mordecai Ham, when he stands before the Lord, he is going to be responsible for billions of people hearing the gospel. And you never heard of him. And you never heard of him. You know why? He gave an altar call that Billy Graham got saved at. He gave the altar call. He was holding the meeting that Billy Graham went Very to good. and surrendered his heart to Jesus Christ. And we're, you know, we were talking about history makers. Mordecai Ham is a history maker. You might not know it, but God does. And the kingdom of heaven does. All the angels in heaven do. They know. 
I'm sure Billy Graham knows too. And those that know him. But, you know, these are the things we have to realize. Just because your story may not be something that everybody knows. If you've accomplished your purpose, if you've done what God wrote about your story in his book, that's all that matters. Come on. Because we're only answerable to God. And part of our story, and we're just touching on this, and I was hoping to get more on this, but we'll carry through this probably next week. You don't write your story alone. You have to have other people with you. And we'll probably pick up on that next week because I don't have time to get into it. Um, but you can't do it alone. You do it with God and you do it with others. And God has other people that will be a part of your story. You'll be a part of their story because we're all one body. We're all connected together. And God works in all of us to be together. And to our, we do our stories together. But we all have a unique part of the story that is uniquely ours. But we'll talk more about that next week. So let's all stand up. And maybe you're here this morning, and you heard a lot about your story, but you don't want to write a story without God being at the heart of it. That's right. Fear God. You don't want to write a story of your own. You want to write the story God intended you to write, the one that he wrote about you. And if you're here this morning, and maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, today's your day. And part of your story is your character. It's built on that. And character is doing what God says. With purpose, to bring capability, what's inside, out. Starts right there. Starts right there with the new walk with Jesus. I just want to encourage every person here this week to invite somebody out for next week. Intentionally. God, who's on your heart? Who is it that's in the valley of decision that's in my oikos, my sphere of influence? And then invite them out. And you watch and see what God does. I do believe there's people here today that need to respond. And as you do, you become the recipient of the greater good. And everybody said? Law of intentionality, Father. I thank you that it's being activated in this room right now. That, Father, everyone is setting their sights high for the story, for their future. But they recognize that their future is determined in the day today. Just as in the seed, the future of the seed is all in today. It starts. It's the seeds that we're doing as we exercise, the seeds as we develop, seeing those capabilities, seeing those dreams, seeing those things that you've placed inside coming to pass. God, we're stirred up today. We're stirred up, and we want to be men and women of God that live intentionally, not purposeless, but purposeful. Every one of us, God, every one of us. And so we put off all the excuses we put off all the laziness. We put off all the past of yesterdays. And we say, God, activate us today. Put it inside. Put, put such a desire inside to daily grow, to daily grow, to daily grow. And let us do it intentionally. God, we put a plan out there. Kathy shared about journaling. She shared about uh, nuggets that came forth today about writing your list the night before. It helps you sleep better. You're struggling in your sleeping patterns. She just gave you one of the keys, one of the answers. So many things I shared about exercising it, doing it daily, exercising your devotion, exercising your prayer time, exercising your faith, exercising your love with the unlovable ones. Instead of focusing on the unlovable characteristics, start exercising your faith and watch what God does.
This is your time. This is your moment. Don't delay and procrastinate till tomorrow what needs to be done today. God bless you and have the best day of your life.